Hello, and welcome to the Peace Alliance Hope Story Circle. It's so nice to see all of you today. And welcome to Peace On, your source for inspiring conversations and information from thought leaders across the spectrum of topics related to the strategies of building peace, fostering nonviolence, and creating a world that thrives, shifting our understanding toward empathy, compassion, and connection. My name is Terry Mason. I'm on the board of the Peace Alliance, and I'm joined today by Yelena Popovich, who is our Teaching Peace in Schools lead, and also Liz Gannon Graydon, who is also on our board. I'm so happy to see all of you today. Our special guest today is our own Matthew Albrocht. Matt is on the board, and he's been involved with the Peace Alliance since the very beginning. So, Matt, if you could unmute yourself, I just want you to tell us literally how did the Peace Alliance begin? Oh my God, that's a massive <laughs> question. Well, it was 20 years ago, 20 more? Uh, 15, 16, 17, 2004. Yeah, it was 2004. Uh, there was just a group of folks, Hart Phoenix, Jeffrey Weisberg, Lynn McMullen, uh, a little later on, Marianne Williamson and Dot Maver and Judy Kimmel and a bunch of other cool people that just, uh, we saw the need, we saw the, the culture needed to have more attention put on in particular policy for peace building mm -hmm. and how to, how to shift it forward. And another organization had been running the Department of Peace campaign and it kind of fizzled out. And so we started this new one to carry it forward and many, kept on many, a rolling. And many twists and turns in the road since then, but we That's are right. still going strong on the same overall mission, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We've expanded, but it's all the core, same old stuff. Great, well, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're joining us today. And your story is really a wonderful one. I'm anxious to hear it again. We spoke yeah. yesterday, but I'm anxious to hear it again. Good. But first, let's get started with a, um, a grounding meditation. Yelena will lead us all in a meditation just to bring us all here together. Yelena? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you are. Um, and hello to all of you that are listening on this as a podcast. I am inviting you all to just take a moment to just be. And you're welcome to land in your seat um, and just feel your feet on this earth that we all inhabit. No matter where we are in this moment, we are on this earth. And with the Earth Day being just a few days away, it's an Earth Day every day. So I invite you to really feel into that that now it's the time for that connection. Now you have the opportunity to connect to that mother. Maybe inviting an image of yourself as a tree growing roots
being grounded. With your trunk reaching to the sky. Just taking a moment to offer appreciation. To whisper thank you. To all that is gifting you. Offering that thank you to the earth that nourishes. Just taking a few more breaths together. with your roots on the ground, I invite you to open your ears and listen to Matthew's story. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you. Ah, that was nice. So appreciate that. Um, I, I, I want to share a little bit about my health journey, but before I uh, before I do that, I just want to say something inspired by that lovely meditation. And Earth Day was this week, a um, few days, a couple of days ago, or yes, Thursday. Uh, and just talk a little, just for a minute, about food and nourishment and the planet and how intricately interconnected our individual health is and the health of the planet. Um, what we choose to put in our mouth, obviously it comes from somewhere. And the way we currently eat collectively is really damaging the planet on so many levels, um, from pesticides and herbicides to chemical-based fertilizers to the way we treat animals, uh, the list could go on. And in turn, the, the quality of our planet, I know this is preaching to the choir here, but who knows who will be listening to this, uh, how healthy the planet is directly impacts us too, from air quality to pollution, all of these things impact our health. So it's a very uh, intricate, connected flow. And so I, I just, you know, I just can't pass up this week saying that um, it's so important that we are really conscious of when we uh, feed ourselves that we're, we're both appreciating and 
being in touch with as you were doing so beautifully, Elena, the kind of energy of that, but then also making sure that we tend to and take good care um, of the planet by how we choose to eat, whether it's choosing organic foods or uh, more sustainably uh, produced foods or fair trade to protect other human beings who have to grow and work with the food or uh, there's a, there's so many other things focusing on the regenerative agriculture, pushing for policy change. But I just wanted to throw that in because it's really all connected. We can't get better individually if our planet continues to suffer. And the same is true, vice versa. So I wanted to just share that. Um, you know, so I'm going to just share a bit about my own health story. Uh, I especially in my adulthood, as I sort of became an adult and the years started progressing, I started noticing um, my body degrading quite a bit uh, and in many ways that weren't uh, enjoyable and were very concerning to me. Um, I remember even in my, as early as my mid twenties, I started getting a lot of back pain and knee pain and joint issues and uh, you know, by my 30s, I, I was kind of like when I get out of bed or get up from a chair, that kind of groaning and creaking feeling. I, I remember seeing my grandpa growing up, getting out of his recliner and it'd be this production and <laughs> moan fest. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm in my 30s and I'm already here. Um, I had a lot of foggy headedness and just kind of that brain fog where things just start to kind of feel like a cloud and like you're kind of having to move through the day with this weird fog and um, just kind of constantly tired, a lot of sleep issues, um, you know, to the point where uh, I, I couldn't sleep well, but also just, just tired. I would say have an afternoon sandwich for lunch and that heavy bread would just kind of wear me down in the afternoon where I could just imagine laying on the floor anywhere and being instantly asleep and, you know, desiring it. Um, had skin issue problems. I was getting like flaky scalp and adult acne, like which I did not think people got, but I was getting it and was really irritated by it. Um, um, my teeth, I might, I'd go to the dentist and my dentist would be like, your gums are so inflamed. We need to like put lasers on them or something. I don't, I mean, they were always like telling me, how, you know, my gums were getting worse. I would get canker sores in my mouth, like uh, it hurt. I'd gained, you know, you know, about twenty pounds from my um, from my leanest adult weight. Just, just there were a lot of things. I just, I could feel this sense of like, wow, things are not fun. And um, you know, by my forties, I was concerned because I hopefully will still have some decades to come. And and you know, I, I just knew that I had to make a change. And I knew that that food, I was learning just enough about food to understand. I had some gut issues too from an autoimmune disease, which I was really trying to tackle. And uh, made slowly made the choice to really shift my diet, which was, um, I think a lot of us can relate to this. It was a, it was a, uh, it's a tricky thing to do to really nourish yourself well. And and I had to, my body was obviously pushing me to do it because I, I wasn't feeling well and I wanted to try to feel better. And it was also a journey of, of really 
self-acceptance and self-love. And I had done a lot of personal growth work for those decades. And I think it just finally got to the point where I decided I, I not only do I have to do this, I want to do this. It's, it's, it's one of the, the most beautiful things I could do for myself and uh, made the choice to dive into a new diet. And I started not really knowing, you know, what to do. So I just had heard about some books and bought some books and went on some crazy diets at the beginning that were really healthy, but also really intense. And, um, you know, having made the commitment and doing it, it started just, first of all, it felt really, I felt proud of myself for taking it on. It was such a, a, a beautiful gift to myself. And I set a date, you know, a little bit far out so I could build up my, my willpower to do it. And uh, then I did it. I did it the first of the year, I think in 2016 or maybe some point at the end of 2015. And it was quite shocking. I I did it mostly for my gut issues. That was what I was thinking I would do. Uh, Some of those other health issues, I thought, you know, surely if I ate better, it would help those things, but I didn't really know. So uh, I was shocked within a couple of weeks, a lot of the things I mentioned started feeling better, like the foggy headedness started lifting. Um, I didn't feel sleepy. I I just felt more energy. I felt uh, 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 a bit happier. Uh, Within two months, I had lost 25 pounds at the time, which I naively didn't really, I, I knew obviously if you overeat, you gain weight. And I was in certain ways overeating at the time. Uh, But it was more that I wasn't eating the right things I've now learned. But I was a little shocked that I lost weight. I I thought you're supposed to just exercise a lot to lose weight. That's what that's what I'd heard a lot, you know, I wasn't exercising enough, I was trying, but it wasn't enough, or, you know, all these stories that I learned to unpack, uh, unpacked as the years unfolded. Um, By a few months, like my skin had cleared up, like completely cleared up. I went to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned and he was like, what did, what happened? What, cause we were going to schedule me to laser my gums or something. And the inflammation had gone way, way down. And uh, one of, one of the big things that I did was uh, reduce sugar and refined carbohydrates. And I, uh, which are highly inflammatory to the body. And I, I took out a bunch of toxic, bad, uh, fats like industrial seed vegetable oils, which are highly oxidative and inflammatory for the body also, and shifted towards healthier alternatives. And when I told the dentist that he was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, not many people do it, but when people do it, I see like your gums totally change. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like I didn't know any of these things could get better. My back pain within a year was, and I couldn't sit for more than 10 minutes. My back was so bad. Like I just, something about the way sitting messes it up. But I, uh, I, I would say a 60% improvement. I mean, I now can sit and, you know, and I, I do yoga and other things too to help it out. But, but just kind of, I think, reducing the inflammatory load of my body uh, changed a lot of these things and made them so much better, not perfect, but much better. And, uh, I feel much better now, but, um, one of the things that I wanted to share with everybody here, since, you know, the peace lines, a lot of what we talk about is sort of this cultivating personal peace is one of our big tracks in the blueprint and in our, um, uh, in our work is a shift that happened in my mood. I had a lot of anxiety 
through my teenage years into my adulthood, some dips into depression, but anxiety was like just the real albatross around my neck. It was kind of the beast that I was always struggling with. And just kind of overall, you know, a sense of dread and doom that was just kind of always around with my worrying mind. And I was doing therapy and again, lots of personal growth work. And it was all like every year I felt stronger and more resilient and, and it was beautiful work. And I'm not uh, trying to, to, to say that that type of work isn't critical, but I had more shift in my mood in about three months from changing my diet than um, I have in those 20 years of personal growth work, which was shocking to me. I mean, I just had no clue that that would be yet another benefit of doing it. And I, you know, I've since learned that serotonin, probably a lot of you know, is a, it's a neurotransmitter that helps uh, mediate moods. And about 95% of our serotonin is produced in our GI tract, our gut, uh, which I also didn't know. And uh, the gut's lined with, you know, millions of nerve cells and neurons, and it's our microbiome, which a lot of you probably heard of, the kind of all your good gut bacteria and everything that all regulates your serotonin production and, and has such an impact on mood, which uh, uh, obviously how we eat and how we feed that and feed the microbiome and eat things that are less inflammatory to keep everything uh, working better down there is so important to mood. So I just wanted to share that because um, I think it's kind of an unsung hero of mood regulation is eating well, that um, people, I, I didn't hear about it. I still don't hear about it as often as I think it deserves to be shared, um, but it was a, a beautiful and uh, profound shift in my life. Um, let's see what else I'm going to share. I think, you know, I wrote a book, which, which uh, I think was in the email and I think was mentioned earlier. It's called Nourish Yourself Whole, um, a guide to core dietary pillars with achievable steps for vibrant health. And I talk a lot in the book about, you know, some of the key things that can help shift this stuff in, in your body. And you can certainly check that out and learn more. I don't, I don't know how much, well, we don't have much time, so I won't get too much into kind of some of the core things I talk about. Um, but you can certainly get, check out the book or on my website, by the way, there's a free kind of a, a short ebook. That's like a, um, what's that thing? Whenever somebody takes a book and condenses it down, uh, not a cheat sheet. Anyway, it, there's like a much shorter version. It's free and you're welcome to just have that and you, you'll get the basics from that. Um, but you know, the, the main thing I would just share about changing diet is just um, look for what you can do that's in your kind of zone of comfort. Well, I always say, look at your zone of comfort and then lean just a little bit into that and challenge yourself to take something on, find some way to just really sink into um, a, a more loving space with yourself, for yourself, um, and, and take on just kind of as a commitment to, to your blossoming whole being and whole health. Um, I think, are we, I wanna say one more thing. Do we have time? I'm 22, I think, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned from this is that there are times when we're gonna cave 
and and you know the pandemic was a great for me a, like a really big example of that uh, i needed my chocolate chip cookies i needed my banana bread and i needed my zucchini bread like i just had to like you know have that thing and so one of the fun things that i've learned over the years uh, of studying on this stuff is to find healthier alternatives so that I could have my zucchini bread and I can make it out of cassava flour, which doesn't spike your blood sugar like wheat and some of the other gluten-free alternatives do. Um, and it tastes fantastic. Uh, most people wouldn't know the difference. It's a little denser, but uh, the, the, the taste is great. Or I make chocolate chip cookies out of Almond flour, which is also very low glycemic and doesn't spike your blood sugar and create a whole inflammatory cascade. And I'll use just a, a little bit of coconut sugar, which also is a little less sweet, but still has a lovely flavor. As I've made these changes in my diet, um, my taste buds have evolved. And so these subtle flavors that, you know, the foods we eat in the standard American diet, which a lot of people call the sad diet, um, they are like a nuclear explosion in your mouth. Like there's so many, the processed chemicals and all this stuff can just really overwhelm your, your senses in not healthy ways. And so as you start to clean things up, there's all this whole world of flavors that are so lovely and, and amazing on your tongue. And I can eat a quarter of the sugar I used to eat in a baked good, for example, whenever I need to have my craving cave. And uh, it's still sweet and delicious and wonderful. And I don't have to feel so yucky later in that night or the next day. Um, so so just wanted to say, like, it's important to, like, challenge yourself a little bit and also know that, um, that there are inevitable missteps and be gentle with yourself when that happens. And look for things when you know you're going to cave that are around that you can, you can there are kind of healthier alternatives. And I have on my website... Uh, a list of all my favorite like little cheats and snacks and healthier chips and crackers and you know just fun stuff that I know people really love and I sometimes love too um, but that are uh, better alternatives anyway there's a lot more I could say but uh, time to wrap it up but um, thanks for listening and I hope that folks uh, will just like See, you know, it's not as hard as you think when you have good information and you have the, the time and the space to just kind of feel deep into your spirit into what it is that you can do to feed your whole soul. And so I encourage folks to take that on because on the flip side for me, it's just been such a beautiful experience to feel so much better. And to feel like I can contribute towards my mission for things like the Peace Alliance with so much more energy and vitality and clarity and creativity. So, thank Wonderful, you. Matthew. And there's just a couple of questions in the chat. Is stevia okay for blood sugar? Stevia and monk fruit. Well, they're, they're great for blood sugar. They don't spike your blood sugar. Um, that's a more complicated question. Uh, they, they look, they're probably healthier than the alternatives. So that, that's what the thinking is now. There's some downsides to your microbiome health and stuff, but it's complicated. But I would say if you're going to do it, I would, those are good things to play with. See how you feel. Okay. Thank you. All right. We're going to go into breakout rooms. Yelena, do you want to frame the inquiry or Liz? I'm not sure who we're going to who's going to present that question. I didn't, 
Yeah, yes, sure. You had a beautiful one yesterday. I liked how you framed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it came. Um, I think it came from all three of us, <laughs> Terry, and um, all four of us, with Matthew being the catalyst um, for it. But um, based it in the chat. Yeah. So this idea of nourishing yourself and shifting. Um, it's just an inquiry of when have you been in a place where you felt so deeply a need to shift, a need to make a different choice, um, nutrition-wise, emotion-wise, um, life-wise, right? So um, yeah, what is the shift you want to make for yourself if you have not have been in that place of deeply shifting yourself what is that shift so that you nourish yourself whole so um i think that is the inquiry okay great i'm gonna pause the recording so we can go into the breakout rooms and then we'll start it again um when we come back thank you <laughs> welcome back everyone it's nice to see you and we've been joined by a couple of new people since we went to break out. So I'm very looking forward to hearing what people have to share. What's alive for you after having that time together? If you'd like to speak, you can just unmute yourself and speak. Don't be shy. I'll speak. I normally okay. don't. So, I, and uh, uh, today I ended up with all my old buddies. So that was really interesting. How normally on these Saturday mornings I'm with all these new people, and today it was with uh, Kathy and Dan. And then Amy joined us. I, where'd she go? Uh, halfway through, which was really fun. Um, but I think what I would say about our group is that we're dancing with everything Matthew shared, <laughs> that we're all dancing with food and with um, life and with um, juxtapositioning needs and wants in our bodies and physical beings and um, the joy of eating and the joy of variety and um, just kind of doing that dance. And um, it's pretty rich. And we all know, I think, and they, Kathy and Dan should speak for themselves and Amy too, um, that we all are learning over time what works for us, you know, in terms of our own bodies and our own patterns and our own living conditions and where we are and how we be. And uh, that's been powerful to realize that, to actually attend to that, you know, and start to attending to, as Matthew was saying, you know, really looking at your body and seeing, wow, that really didn't work for me last night, my, the, whatever I did last night, you know, so I was a, it was an interesting conversation, kind of joyful in a way. Well, great. Thank you, Judy. Yeah. Who else would like to share? I'll share. We talked about how our consumption affects peace. And what's the real connection between the two? Hmm. Tell me more. Well, I would like some other people to chime in here. Um, okay. As far as I understand that our food consumption as well as the, um, 
what the dishes and whatever we use can affect our hormones. And um, if we eat a very fat rich diet, a lot of meat, our hormones might lean more to the violent active stuff, but active in a negative way. And um, styrofoam and plastic are very hard to recycle. I read somewhere it takes at least 500 years to biodegrade. That's not my idea of recyclable, even if it is, you know, has the triangle thing on it. And um, we also talked about how to, if anything, what to say to somebody else who just never recycles, although they're using all this plastic and stuff when they have other options and how to deal with that and composting our food and um, how eating meat is also a way to have more food available for other people on the planet or not eating meat rather, eating a plant-based diet. Thank you. Thanks, Christine. And I think, um, Carolyn, you raised your hand. I was uh, honored to be in the group with Matthew, um, along with Jean and Anna B. And I think uh, the biggest takeaway for me is that the shifts don't have to be uh, instantaneous, that they can come gradually, you know, uh, baby steps because that way, um, A, we'll, we'll adjust a little bit better. It won't be uh, like this total withdrawal where, where we then you know, may get headaches and, and other side effects from it. But um, if the shifts are gradual, we might be more uh, able to lean into them and, um, and make bigger changes in the end instead of this one shift that's gonna probably lead us to revert back because it's just so, um, you know, so potent for us. So that was, uh, that was my biggest, you know, just baby mm. steps. Yeah, yeah, I'm, re I'm reminded of something I learned about change theory. And if you can picture sort of an upside down triangle and on one side is your primary position where you are now and the other side is where you're gonna end up after you go across the edge and make this change. And sometimes you kind of go near it and you go back down and you go near it. And really within that triangle, there's a lot of little ones, a lot of little ones, little teeny changes you're making to get to the point where you cross that edge and you land on the other side and it's, that's your new primary. You know, but it's lots of little triangles, little little edges you're crossing to get there. Thanks, Carolyn. Who else would like to share? Uh, uh, Terry, I'll piggyback on what you just said. Sure. Um, most people, my, myself included, it's like when we want to make a change, we say we're going to do this every single day, right? From now forward, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm a therapist also. And what I tell my clients is don't say you're going to do it three days a week or five days a week. Do it one day a week. And I do that with myself also. If I'm going to make a change, I do one day a week. And then I can build up from there. But if I tr tell myself I'm going to do it every day and I don't do it, then I just give up. So yeah, I offer that to everybody. That's a good, that's a good person. That's a good tool. Just one day a week and then move from there. Huh? Thank you. Anybody else? We have time for one more share, I think. Yelena? Yeah, I think one of the things we talked about is this 
um, idea, and because of teaching peace in schools is something I'm passionate about, is how are we teaching this to our kids? And one of the things that I have encountered is that we actually use sugar um, to reward, to reward compliance. And we are setting up this system for you know, this unhealthy way of living very early on. So, you know, I've been thinking about how can we um, bring that shift to our young people? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Very interesting. If I could just say something really quickly, sure. you know, I think that that's, you know, at the crux of it is that here we are in our own rights, activists, helping to rethink, change the world, you know, working together, working separately in all different modalities. And, you know, as that's happening, there are so many things in our own lives that we need to change as we're doing it. And when are we going to say, yeah, it takes time. It does take time. But it's very hard to, you know, when you raise kids to not be the model of what you're talking about. And I think that that's a, a deep truth that we all have to face is that we may have to do uncomfortable things quicker than we think because it's critical. You know, the planet is in, in crisis. And that's all I can say about that right at the moment because time is up. <laughs> well, thank you, Hart. I appreciate that. All right, I'm going to put some links in the chat. Um, for everyone, if you can see some certain things there, the, this um, podcast, Hope Story Circle, Peace On, is, is brought to you by the Peace Alliance. The Peace Alliance mission is to empower civic action for a culture of peace. I also have the link to the podcast, so you can go and check out the previous Hope Story Circles and our national calls and some other things that we, we provide. And there's also a page on our website about the Hope Story Circles, so you can go check that out. We also have a blueprint for peace. This is a major initiative we've been running for some time now, but it's a very powerful initiative. You can click on that link and you can let all of your state and federal elected officials know that you support policy around peace building and violence reduction. Um, we are a small nonprofit. We appreciate donations of any size and kind, especially monthly donors for our sustainable income. It's also the calendar of events on our website. That's where you can find out about our next Hope Story Circle, about our national monthly calls, and about our Department of Peacebuilding calls that happen monthly, and anything else we find that we want to share with you. Um, so I just really want to thank you, Matthew, for coming and being our guest today. Before Liz closes, is there anything you want to say to close? Just thank you, everybody. Uh, I think Hart said it beautifully, like every step we take, we're, we're, we're healing not only ourselves, but the whole planet. So, you know, dive in. And as you said, Carolyn, baby steps, you know, it, it's all going to feed upon itself. Uh, I do have a, if people want to learn more, I have a about an hour and a half webinar Tuesday night that I'm going to dig even deeper into the stuff. So people can learn about that on nourishyourselfwhole.com. Yeah. Very good. Put that in the chat. I am putting it in the chat okay. right now. So Liz, do you want to wrap us up? You're on Liz. mute. <laughs> I'm just going to try to weave a few threads in the last couple of minutes we have left. 
after we had our call last night with Matthew, I was rewatching a show that I watched a few years ago on Netflix called The OA. And I was struck by a line I had never thought before, right? And at one point she says, until you know it in your body, you don't know it, right? And we had just had our conversation, right? And, and I think about the fact that many of us come here with a purpose, right? A spiritual purpose, a connected purpose, but our bodies are the vehicles through which we serve on this planet, right? So I love Matthew, right? That um, you're more comfortable and have more freedom of action in what you're doing. But they're also, I love the way you interconnected both the choices you made uh, with your personal piece, which is one aspect. But I was sharing with these guys in the small group that I had seen on PBS years ago, a study they did in Appleton, Colorado, where they started offering the students two organic meals a day. And not only did the education do better and that was cultivated, but they said the levels of peace in the school measurable, right? There was less vandalism, there was less fighting, there was less truancy, right? There was, and so the individual decisions we make to become more peaceful as individuals really do reverberate into more peaceful communities. And the thing that I loved, Matthew, that you offered so beautifully is we call this our hope story circle, right? And what was so hopeful for me in what you said is that you made small choices, right? And this shift, but how quickly you saw the shift happen. Right, for someone to know that in days you felt this and in weeks you felt this, right? And it gives me, I wanna tie that to with what Hart just said, that timetable gives me the hope that if enough of us make the small changes that we see such a shift so quickly, that maybe we might be able to shift the planet more quickly than we think if enough of us with enough intentionality and enough action act on behalf of ourselves and the planet. So those are kind of the ideas that, that were reverberating for me. I'm always so thankful that we joined together. Matthew, really thank you, not only for kind of your story, but for your commitment, uh, your lifelong commitment to peace. And thank you always Terry and Yelena for holding this space. And I, I hope you all have a good couple of weeks coming up and I look forward to seeing you on our next call. Thank, thank you, Liz. Everyone feel free to unmute yourself and say goodbye. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for joining us today at Peace On. We hope that it inspires you to engage in dialogue in your larger community. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at peacealliance.org.